fact that it doesn't prevent infection, disease, disabilities, or death, and the fact that it wasn't done under bona fide research, that's the definition under 18 U.S.C. 175 of a bioweapon. Hey friends, Sean from SGT Report here. First of all, let me say I hope you all have a very happy new year. May 2023 bring you and your family all the blessings you so richly deserve. Friends, that was the wonderful and incredible researcher Karen Kingston. She's a real hero in my book, so I hope you enjoy this gripping interview about the bioweapon. And just a quick side note, a weird microphone thing happened early in the interview. I figured that out and was able to fix it towards the end of the interview. Regardless, I hope you enjoy this conversation. And before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. Guess what, friends? Gold is the best investment class for 2022. Record-breaking inflation, crashing markets, crypto scams. There was one asset that held its own, gold. Now, of course, past performance is no guarantee of future results. So do your own due diligence. According to longtermtrends.net, gold actually outperformed the S&P, the Dow, and Bitcoin in 2022. Had you invested in the S&P a year ago, you'd be down 20%. If you invested in Bitcoin a year ago, you'd be down more than 65%. If you invested in the Dow a year ago, you'd be down almost 10%. And yet gold outperformed them all in 2022, and silver is not far behind. Yes, while the world was busy hailing other assets as a real hedge, Gold and silver were the assets that would have protected your wealth. So join thousands of others by opening a gold IRA or silver IRA with Noble Gold Investments. Get in before the end of this month and you'll get a free one quarter ounce American Gold Eagle coin with every qualified IRA of 50,000 or more. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. Just visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Hey guys, welcome back. Thanks so much for tuning in. Karen Kingston is a biotech analyst and medical legal advisor with over 20 years of experience. Her portfolio of work can be found at veritage.com. Karen has committed her time and expertise to informing U.S. and global citizens about the biological effects of the experimental use authorized COVID-19 mRNA injections through extensive scientific and legal research. And her substack is the Kingston Report. The link is below. Karen, thanks so much for coming back to SGT Report. Thank you for having me. It's, yeah, it's, it's been a year since we've talked, actually, I think. Has it really? Yeah, I think it's been a year since the last time we, we spoke, December 2021. And as I was just saying to you, this seems like this was the another year of inaction, sadly. But Oh, my. Well, that's on me because you're one of my heroes and I'd like to get you on regularly. So we'll fix that here in the new year. So let's begin here. My audience is well aware of the fact that this thing is a bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. And um, Naomi Wolf was just on Steve Bannon, and she cites the Pfizer documents that are now being dug through. 41 days after the vaccine rollout, there were two types of strokes they knew about, bleeding around the brain and clotting in and around the brain. And the Pfizer documents show that Pfizer, the FDA, and the Biden White House knew that 275 people subjects sustained strokes and one in every five of those people died that 61 people died half the strokes occurred within 48 hours of the vaccine injection so karen let me do a screen share and show you this this is a pfizer ad i recorded this off my tv less than a week ago listen to this even when things seem quieter the urge to protect means staying on the lookout to help keep others from home at Pfizer, we're driven by this impulse. We've reached hundreds of millions of lives with our COVID-19 response, and we keep innovating. 
Whatever comes next, we will respond fiercely, like family. All right, so they're going to protect us fiercely with their mRNA experimental use authorized bioweapon. I'm coming back to you, Karen. Any comments on that? That was a bizarre commercial. I, you know, I think they were letting us know that they're the hunters, you know, more than anything else. So, I mean, why would you show packs of animals that are typically hunted by alpha animals in the wild and then go show a family? Yeah, it is a bizarre ad. You know, no, I work. I mean, they, but they, they lemurs. I mean, well, I guess the polar bear is an alpha. But anyway, yeah, it was a weird ad. But what you brought up about uh, Naomi Wolf, yeah, that that evidence, I um, I saw that that clip, and it, it's very it, it's very alarming. Again, on, on my Substack, there's an intended consequences, and I don't, I just go to how the spike protein was designed, and I go into some of the uh, data that was pre available November twentieth. But you know, there, there's other patents that I go into, um, and I don't have it in front of me right now, but it, it, there's an article called The Unvaccinated um, Think That They're Safe or something like that. And the lipid nanoparticle technology, Sean, it is designed to cross the blood-brain barrier in some situations, in cases, um, within 30 minutes or less. Um, so, so, that, so it, these are designed, they're, they're, bio, they're, they're biotechnology weapons, the lipid nanoparticles are. That's how they were developed. They were developed by our biodefense department in collaboration with private industry and a number of these uh, laboratories around the world. And uh, it, it's not, um, it's a technology. It's part biology, part technology, and they have, um, they're, they're programmed and, and, and they also have biomarkers, but they're also programmed to cross the blood brain barrier. And those strokes that she was talking about was, yeah, once these LMPs, you know, cross the blood brain barrier and they, um, what they do is they actually adsorb to a cell, the lipid nanoparticle. And, and again, I think the best way to think of it is actually it's parasitic in nature because it is part biology, part technology. They used a lot of um, sequences from different types of uh, sea creatures and parasitic uh, uh, creatures. So when it adsorbs to a cell, specifically in your brain or along your spinal cord, uh, it actually kills the cell through an apoptosis process and 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 what and it creates a new cell that becomes that factory and you've heard we've heard albert burla talk about this you can go to pfizer's website you know saying how they're going to turn your cells into factories medicine factories spike protein factories well that 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 factory is now something that that's turned into a biosynthesis factory it's using like, the human body to then produce biosynthetic um, structures, you know, down from cellular structures, and uh, it can start building things up to even tissues and organs. So, so what happened in those in those folks probably was that, um, you know, within 48 hours, a bunch of the lipid nanoparticles went to the brain, absorbed to the cells. They started this hybridization uh, process, and, and um, you know, shut off the person's central nervous system. That's that's basically what happened. Again, this is a lot of information. I mean, I just, I know it's probably too much, you know, I, I always feel like I'm the person that, um, you, you know, because uh, it, it's so much information. Like, I, you know, I, when you answer everyone's questions, it's like, okay, well, you don't, you don't necessarily jump to action, you know, because the information I have. And that's what, that's what we were talking about, too, before, is that, you know, we're at the point where we're being inundated with all this information. I, I could I could get a team of 20 people um, to go through the stuff I have. And for two years, they would be publishing and it, it wouldn't all be out there. But that's not, I mean, I think the point is that 
we know these are bioweapons. We know our government knew they were bioweapons. We knew the FDA knew it was a bioweapon. Uh, we knew the military knew it was a bioweapon. You know, not not the entire military, but you know those who were who were in charge, the key people. And so, this was an intentional. These are intended consequences. It's not it's not unintentional. And the question is, you know, what I what I mentioned to you is like, what are we going to do in our local community? You know, if you if you knew. Um, there were weapons at your son at your child's school what would you do because there's no there's no gray area about this like you know we people have to be confident in the truth and they have to be you know as far as what the mrna injections do if you look at the evidence um you know pfizer and the fda and cdc and moderna what they all say they don't prevent infection um we know they don't prevent hospitalization um and we know they don't prevent death now we actually know it causes all of those things, but that alone, right? So it's not a therapy, it's not a vaccine, it, it has no medical purpose because it can't prevent infection, disease, disabilities, hospitalizations, or death. So it has absolutely no medical purpose. Now we know all the research, um, you know, as you pointed out, was um, not bona fide research. It was fraudulent. It did not meet up to the standards of the Food and Drug Consumer Protection Act for safety. So it's not bona fide research. So. The fact that it doesn't prevent infection, disease, disabilities, or death, and the fact that it wasn't done under bona fide research, that's the definition under 18 U.S.C. 175 of a bioweapon. A bioweapon is any biological, chemical agent, or a delivery mechanism, so that would be the lipid nanoparticles, that uh, doesn't prevent uh, infection, doesn't prevent disease, and wasn't done under bona fide research. So it's not that it, it's not an inflammatory statement to call it a bioweapon. That's the only that's the only definition it meets these injections. Right. So it so we need to start taking action and and um, you know I don't you know I'm at the point where I don't I don't want to hear about how Pfizer has immunity or this was a military operation and this is how the laws are written. It doesn't. You know, it doesn't matter. We have to go back to our unalienable God-given rights and, and the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. So, you know, I think, you know, the information I have, I mean, yeah, it's important for attorneys, you know, or if you're going to go into a court of law for people to know what exactly is on the book. So, you, so you, you know, I think it's important to have that knowledge. But at the end of the day, um, yes, willful misconduct is legal. So you can know what you're doing is wrong. You, you, you know you have no factual legal basis and you know that the harm outweighs the good. So, you know, yes, that is actually legal under these modifications to the PrEP Popper Cures Act, right? So it's literally a license to kill, but you, go, you just ask a judge, do you, do you believe that uh, an American citizen has the right to inflict uh, injury, disabilities, or death on another citizen to, to murder them, batter or murder them, if they're following government orders on an innocent civilian knowingly knowingly yeah so they know they're knowingly going to so that's the other thing so you can't you, but people the doctor so, so many do, i mean it's it's a tough pill to swallow sean but like you can't tell me that there aren't doctors that aren't seeing the consequences of these injections i mean it's just they they get it there's uh, it's in the databases you know they get they're, they're you know, it's partially, I think that's why they had the pharmacists originally do some of the injections so that it wouldn't be related directly to, to patient, you know, patients. But pediatricians, I mean, I don't know. Well, that's just it. I mean, I think we're all struggling with this because people like you are providing the evidence and the patents, by the way, proving what this thing is. 
And it's extremely disturbing that we're not seeing any action. We're not seeing any justice. We're not seeing anything happen in terms of holding these people accountable. But of course, that makes sense in a country that's essentially been hijacked, by the way, since that 2020 election. But maybe before that, this country's been hijacked. I mean, here's the point. Ben Armstrong at The New American shared that clip of Naomi Wolf. So I pulled the clip and the conclusion that he comes to after finding out that 41 days after the vaccine rollout, December 2020, Pfizer, the FDA and the Biden White House knew that 275 people sustained strokes and 61 of those people died. And they continued to call this safe and effective. So by definition, it is part of a depopulation plan. There's no other conclusion to come to. The White House knew and they continue to call it safe and effective. Yeah, they're executing American adults and children. You know, they're executing us um, through, you know, so, you know, if you if that's what this that is exactly what this comes down to. And and if you read um, Unrestricted Warfare, uh, which was written by two generals from the uh, People Liberations Army uh, from from China, what they talk about is a kinder type of warfare. So people you know, always ask me, well, Karen, why don't they just kill us? Why don't they just kill us? Right. And obviously, if they if they just started killing us, you we'd have a, a huge uprising. But this book was written in 2011, you know, and make no mistake, it, it was about how to capture and take over America. And what, what they talk about is there's a, a precision kill weapons and non-lethal weapons is a t- turning point in warfare because we want, they want to do a kinder, not stronger warfare. And that's what these bioweapon injections are. And by the way, lipid nanoparticle technology can be used in other applications. But let's go back to this concept of precision kill kind warfare. And what they what they talk about is that you can have um, you can cause injuries, you know, to disable your enemy and then do precision kills, you know, um, that, you know, to start taking your enemy out. And they call them surgical strikes. So this this book uses a lot of terminology where they, they marry medical terminology with warfare ter- terminology. And that, that's very uh, intentional. And the other thing is um, it, be- it becomes an inconspicuous combat. So this is exactly their words. So surgical strikes and other such new tactics so that inconspicuous combat actions can extreme uh, can achieve extremely notable strategic results without collateral damage. What is collateral damage? Collateral damage is damage to uh, U.S. soil, properties, buildings, assets. Collateral damage is any of their bad actors who are trees, who are traitors to America, they don't get hurt. So be, you know, and, and so, so that's, we're in a, we are in World War III. We just don't realize it. And I don't know why people haven't realized this now that people are adults and children are, are literally dropping dead and becoming disabled and, and you know it, it, it's but this is it again it's called unrestricted warfare um and, and and there's another thing if you follow um cia tactics if you will right so the psychological operation warfare and and, and they train these global sociopaths in these techniques whether it's the nuclear threat initiative, which Ted Turner owns, or the Organization for Economic Cooperation, or the Cybersecurity Division, um, what it comes down to is attribution, and they don't want attribution. What is attribution? It means to attribute to. It's who done it, who done it. 
So if you take a look at um, what happened when the COVID-19 outbreak first happened, you know, we couldn't point fingers at Wuhan, even though it was so obvious, right? They, you know, they never want, you can never call for who did it. And the Nuclear Threat Initiative, NTI, when they did the tabletop for monkeypox, and then if you take a look at the tabletop for um, Event 201, what's, what's one of the underlying um, critical factors in those stories is that we can't figure out where it came from. At, you know, we can't, attribution, we can't figure out who did it. What happened in early COVID-19, you know, when people were pointing fingers at Wuhan and stuff, it's like, well, that may be the case, but that's not what's important. What's important is we figure out how to, you know, protect humanity now. So what's happening now that we know that these are bioweapons? So whether it is the Biden administration, whether it's Pfizer, uh, whether it's the FDA who uh, criminally approved a bioweapon and unleashed it on the American population, they knowingly did it from the early data that's publicly available, right? There, so why are people saying, well, there's under the law, there's nothing we can do about it, right? It's not their fault. And, you know, and I think the latest spin on the criminal approval of Pfizer's product is that, well, it was military orders, so we can't hold Pfizer accountable and we can't hold the FDA accountable. That's just, it, that again, these are techniques to destroy America, Americans and our children. That just, you know, no one has the right to deprive another person of life, liberty, or process without due process of law, just because they were given an order. Well, that's right, 100%. And that book you mentioned reminds me of a document that was uh, released, I guess it was 1954 at the first Bilderberg meeting, but Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars, Biological Warfare. I may have that date wrong, but the document is real, and it reminds me of HARP and geoengineering and 5G and this vaccine. These are silent weapons in a war against humanity. It's World War III being waged against us. And we are, we are in World War III. 100%. Yeah, there's no, there's no gray area. And there's, you know, there's another person named James Giordano. He's a professor at Georgetown University. He um, is the leading expert in neuroethics is what he calls it. But he develops neuroweapons. He joined he, uh, Obama administration as an advisor to the CIA and the military in 2008. He launched the Brain Initiative, uh, which got over $4 billion in funding under the Cures Act in 2016. Uh, and he's very familiar with the lipid nanoparticle technology. You know, you can just James Giordano, his name is. I wrote a substack on him too. And he talks about the use of lipid nanoparticle technology to do targeted aerosol attacks to, you know, he's like, I, I can take out, you know, a couple dozen cases in a country, like with the lipid nanoparticles, not kill them, make them sick, and then through the use of the media and social media, create a pandemic of the world worried well. And he's like, and I can take down, I could take down an entire country with less than two dozen deaths. Well, you know, the other thing that they've uh, circulated and uh, posited to each other is, why not spray cities with lithium so they can subdue us all as this World War III is, you know, carried out? Because they don't want people rebelling against this plan, this anti-human depop plan. You said something really interesting, which I featured in my latest video titled Vax EMF 5G Kill Grid. You were talking with Maria Z, and you talked about how childhood and adult vaccines have been reclassified as medical military countermeasures. Is that so the ingredients can and will be kept secret? Or what does that mean? Flush that out for us. Yeah. So what happened was on, um, so if you understand, like a public health emergency was declared by um, former Secretary Azar from Health and Human Services on January 27th, then February 4th, then March 27th. 
And then on August 24th, he made another modification to that declaration of 2020, August 24th, 2020. So that was the, about COVID-19 being a threat to public health and national security. On the August 24th, 2020 declaration, um, Secretary Azar said, because childhood vaccination rates decreased during 2020, that is a public health emergency. And therefore I'm making all childhood vaccines as well as all adult vaccines uh, emergency medical countermeasures. Ooh, that's quite alarming. So that, that declaration was made on August 24, 2020. What is an emergency countermeasure? It means that this product, first of all, let me, before I say, before I go on, what he did was not, was not lawful. It was criminal. An emergency product, use product has to be either a product that has not gotten FDA approval or it's going to be used for uh, off-label usage, meaning like you know, I'm, I'm going to just use a product everyone knows, like, like, so everyone knows, like, Viagra is used for men, you know, for erectile dysfunction. And so if they were going to use it for, at the time, like years ago, and, you know, heart angina, um, that would be an off-label use. So he can, so it was criminal for, for, for Azar to say, okay, you can use childhood vaccines now as an emergency countermeasure. Like, it doesn't, he, he gave them this, he, it was more than just uh, the, the prep, it was more than the prep, like, it's supposed to be for um, not for FDA approved products. But anyway, what it means is that <clears throat> now it doesn't have to go through good manufacturing practices. What it means, you know, it also, you know, so what that means is that what's in the vial doesn't need to match up what's on the labeling. Oh, they can alter the ingredients at will without any informed consent. Yes. And the other thing too is then, and then also you don't have to be informed that the, that the ingredients were altered, right? So the, the whole concept, so when they waived good manufacturing practices, you know, the, the spin that I'm hearing, and it's very frustrating, is that, okay, well, because they waived good manufacturing practices, whether it's the childhood vaccines or the COVID-19 vaccines, well, the manufacturer didn't know what was going in there, so we can't hold them liable. No, they, they, they wrote that into the law so that the manufacturer could intentionally put, uh, you know, agents of biowarfare into those, those uh, vials. So, so what evidence do we have at all that, okay, Karen saying that they could do that, but did they do that? Well, if, if you look at the VAERS data for all childhood vaccines from 2016 up until now, what you'll see is that for the serious adverse events and deaths that are called caused by childhood vaccines, it was it was it was low in 2020. It, it was continuing to go down. It was very low, about two, you know, between two and three thousand a year. I know that still sounds high. Um, you know, 20, whatever, 20. 18, you know, 2019, 2020, and all of a sudden between 2020, so August 24th to 2021, so that would give them three months to modify the, the formulations. What happens? It goes from around 2,000 to almost 10,000, over 9,400. And we know that's underreported by a hundredfold. So that's nearly a million children that had a serious adverse event or died from a childhood vaccine in 2021. It was, it was a quadruple increase. And that's alarming because if you take a look at the, that declaration and CDC data, what they say is childhood vaccination rates continue to decline. So as the vaccination rates continue to decline, how is it the deaths and injuries from them are quadrupling? Was this thing authorized for children at that point? <laughs> because I would just like to say that the decrease every year of children getting the vaccines, I want to thank Dell Bigtree and the Highwire for doing a great job getting the truth out about 
what the childhood vaccination program is and what these things contain. Because if I could rewind time, I assure you, I would never, ever, ever give any of my kids any vaccines. And I wish I could rewind time. I really do, because uh, we've got vaccine damage in our family. And uh, people are waking up, Karen. But so was the bioweapon, the mRNA vax, was that approved for children in 2021? It was, right? It, so it was, it was for, well, the Pfizer one was approved for obviously children 16 and older, right? And then okay. it was in May of 2021 that they got the authorization for children 12 to 15 years of age. Okay. That was May of 2021. I believe it was, I don't know if it was July for the five to 11 year olds. Um, it might've been later. But so, the spike in childhood deaths, I mean, we are, it's it's almost impossible not to attribute it to the mRNA vaccine. I mean, the parents yeah, that were dumb enough to take their kids to the kill centers to get this jab, right? But they have, they have so they have, you have the various data for the mRNA vaccines for the deaths and injuries. So for 2021, it was 173, if my memory serves me correctly. So that doesn't make up for the 9,400. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't think the numbers, because I did look at the numbers, it's still the, the, the increase is there's something wrong with all the vaccines at this point. And I think that, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't put another shot in your child. And I, I definitely think, you know, over the holidays, like, you know, if there's this lipid nanoparticle technology, you know, Albert Burla said, we want to put it in all vaccines. Yes, the bivalent vaccine is available in the United States. Um, you know, FDA approved, you know, so, you know, and there, and then there's the flu, they want the flu COVID vaccine, those are available. So you don't know what's in any of those shots. I mean, we, we really don't know what's in a lot of, of stuff in, in America now or food supply and whatnot, but definitely do not inject this bioweapon into yours or your child's bloodstream. And the fact that Azar made this declaration in August of 2020, um, uh, because and I think part of it, too, is like, you know, obviously the vaccination rates were going down, but all, parents weren't going to get their, their kids vaccinated for for COVID. I mean, they're just they, that, that was a small, much you know smaller audience. So they're putting this technology in, you know, uh, without telling us. Yeah. And see, so. that is such an important point, such an important point you made. I have a propensity to blame those additional childhood deaths on the mRNA vaccine. But now we know through attorney Todd Callender and researcher Lisa McGee that uh, this technology is being put in the flu vaccine. Uh, you can comment on that if you'd like, but the point is we don't know what they're up to and they're not going to tell us. Well, per, per, per the declaration, they can put this technology, they could have put this technology in the flu vaccine. They can put in the shingles vaccine. Okay. They can put in the chicken pox vaccine. Per the August 24th declaration, which was criminal, I'm just saying, but the evidence is out there saying, if we want to do this, we can, and we're not going to tell you, you know, you have to go through and read these documents. And then, you know, I've personally talked to some people who, who said to me, and so it's not, so it's second, second story, but that, you know, uh, pediatric nurses did see, uh, they've been seeing increases in children being injured from not the COVID vaccines, but from their just routine childhood vaccines that those oh injury rates are also going up. So, you know, I, but again, what this comes down to Sean is that people, you know, 2022, it was a year of inaction, you know, and as um, when I was a, when I was a strategist for pharma and med device, that um, even when I ran my Bible study with women, you know, I asked people, what do you want? I asked companies, what do you want to accomplish? I, I mean, I asked women in my Bible study, what is it that you want to accomplish? I ran a Bible study for women who um, were out of business for 
uh, a long time and had to get back into the workforce. And it's a very scary thing to do because you don't know who you are. You've forgotten who you are in that, that space. Um, and, and so, you know, I think that's what Americans need to start asking themselves. Like we, we know these injections are bioweapons. What is it that you want to accomplish? Well, what, what I naively thought was going to happen was that in 2021, when I had many of the documents that we're still talking about today, you know, forget all the new information that's coming out. The early Pfizer documents available on November 20th showed that these were bioweapons. 409 people came down with severe COVID, which could have included respiratory, kidney, and heart failure or death. 409 within one week of the first or second dose, right? That was in there. There was over 3,000 people or almost 3,000 people infected. Uh, who came down with COVID-19. You know, it, 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 there was so much information that showed it was, it was not effective. I had the patent that showed it was a lipid nanoparticle technology. Had, you know, there, there, it, there, it's in the filings. And I naively thought, okay, let me get this information. You know, I was told that the information was going to get to uh, President Trump. And, uh, and then, you know, because the evidence is so clear, uh, I just thought, okay, we'll do an about face and they'll, they'll pull these off the market. That never happened. You know, mm-hmm. and then it's been one lack of a better word, I feel like dog and pony show after another. So you have to ask, what is it that you want to accomplish? What do you, you want to protect your child? And so when I would work with the women in my, my Bible, you know, you have to understand what the truth is, you know, um, and I, and I'm, you know, I'm going to have to simplify it, I think more on, on my, on my sub stack too, and create brochures. But if you know, this is a bioweapon, you need to articulate, look, the injections never prevented infection. They caused, you know, they, they didn't present, prevent hospitalization. They didn't prevent death. We know all of the studies now, they, they were criminal and fraudulent. They were seeing deaths and injuries. By definition, this is a bioweapon. I will not stand for it to be in my community, right? Figure out a way to get it out of your community. You know, and I'm, I'm going to do that because we can't, you know, we're doing these shows. We're educating people. We can't, we can't rely on the attorneys. Uh, Sean, you know, you have to take a look at out out of uh, outcomes, and I and I and I sit here, and I have to repent because I go, what? How naive was I? Right? All I'm doing is spewing out information, and I don't have boots on the ground to to, to pull this out of my community. I mean, I I've, I've done some things here in San Diego to to protect my my son's school, but I got to do more. So you know, you you got to know what it is you want to accomplish, and then you have to know what the truth is, and then when 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 you get push back. You need to push forward because you know what the truth is, right? You have to know what they're, people are going to say. It's not a bioweapon. I don't believe you. You got to firmly stand in the truth and go, yes, it is. I need to sit down and walk you through this. I need yeah. to sit down and walk you through this until you understand this. That's it. Yeah. Because you're going to be attacked, you know, and, 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 and that's the thing where when we get pushback, we sit back and no, we need to push forward. Guys, just a quick break here with a word from our sponsor. Noble Gold Investments wants to let you know that gold was the best investment class for 2022. Now, of course, past performance is no guarantee of future results, so do your own due diligence. According to longtermtrends.net, gold actually outperformed the S&P, the Dow, and Bitcoin in 2022. So what are you waiting for? Open a gold IRA or silver IRA with Noble Gold Investments this month and receive a free one quarter ounce American Gold Eagle coin with every qualified IRA of $50,000 or more. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments and their thousands of five star reviews. Just visit noblegoldinvestments.com. When we get pushback, we sit back. And no, we need to push forward. 
Well, that's exactly right. Uh, I went through this recently uh, at a clinic, a health clinic, where they're still enforcing masks. If you want to walk in there, you want to wait in the waiting room, you got to bring your son in for stitches, put on a mask, slave. And I refused. And I got into it with these people and they threatened to call the police. So we need to push back and we need to continue to push back against the propaganda. By the way, you mentioned the criminality of Azar's declaration. Mm -hmm. Did you know that uh, it appears that Lloyd Austin, the secretary of defense, has still not taken his oath of office, this according to attorney Todd Callender? So that's what we're up against here. At the beginning of the interview, I mentioned the hijacked government. We're not going to get justice from a hijacked government. Well, obviously, Joe Biden's in the pocket of the World Economic Forum and the New World Order and the Gates Foundation, Event 201. So when we talk about the vaccines and what's in them, we have no idea, right? You just made that point. I want to play this snippet from Tim Truth. This document was uh, obtained from the Therapeutics Goods Administration, which is Australia's version of the FDA. Two FOIA requests prove there are batches of Pfizer vax that should have failed the batch analysis, but they didn't and they kept jabbing. The question is why. I think we know the answer. Listen to this. And as it says here, this is fragment analyzer data. And so they took a number of batches of the Pfizer vaccine and they found the distribution of the sequence lengths. So there should only be one spike, ironically, for the spike protein. And that's what this purportedly is, the 4078. That's the sequence that's involved with the spike protein. But look at all these other little mini spikes down here. These abnormal peaks might be indicative of secret sequences mixed in with the sequence for the spike protein, which is the only sequence that's disclosed. So what are these other sequences that were seen in higher than expected quantities? You know, I'll pause it there. Uh, the title of this uh, video is, do the mRNA vaccines have secret coding causing ovarian failure in future generations of women? Yeah. Guys, I'll try to remember to link that below, but Karen, we know, we know that this thing targets the testes in men and the ovaries in women, and that is part of the Depop plan. So if you survive getting the vax, if you don't stroke out, if you don't die suddenly, well, good luck having kids, right? So it's all part of a bigger plan to depop. Yeah, but this, this is again, this isn't a manufacturing malfunction. So if you take a look at the initial new drug application for Pfizer, um, which is you know the beginning process to get FDA approval, they list out eleven formulations, right? So there, there's eleven formulations in there that are listed, that um, or you know, computer codes basically, mRNA codes, and 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 what's interesting is they have alphanumeric codes to them. And one of them was called, and this is this is in April of 2020. One of them was called the South S A S dot A, and then it had a code. And then when you looked it up, it was the South African uh, formulation. Well, that was the same alphanumeric code when when the South African variant they came out in January of this year, I think it was. And I was like, um, well, that's weird because or maybe it was December of last year. I was like, because Pfizer, like literally the viral code was the same code that was in the initial new drug application for the South African variant. And I, I broke that on Brandon House and within three hours, they started calling it Omicron. And then uh, they uh, they wiped Google, deep, deep wiped out all of the South African. <laughs> oh, of yeah. course they did. I don't, I can't so, use so Google what? anymore. You can use Bing and get slightly better results. My, my point is like there's a, so th that you know th that's important information that's important evidence to, to have and to know what's but what's important again let's come back to attribution th th this wasn't a, a, ma a manufacturing mishap 
Okay, that's not, this was intended. I think any, all of this was intentional. These are intended consequences, right? That, that this, this wasn't, uh, oh, because they didn't have to do oversight in manufacturing, they missed it. No, they knew exactly what they were doing. You know, our government waived the manufacturing oversight for them, which by the way, the manufacturing oversight was uh, for uh, emergency use products was waived on December 13, 2016 under the Cures Act. So it was, it was a modification that, that Obama signed into law on December 13, 2016. And, and that was to allow these crimes to happen. So they legalized crime. They legalized um, execution of an entire, you know, of the American population, the American people. And that, that's not legal. It's just not, it doesn't, you know, and I think that, that we can't, we cannot make excuses for this crime. We cannot negotiate with evil and the enemy. We can't find a middle ground anymore. You know, and as I was saying, I think that's what's important is people understand the truth in a way that they can articulate it, you know, um, and at some point we got to stop taking in information because I, I, you know, the amount of information I have will make you just want to sit in a corner. Honestly, it's terrible, you know, right. and, I, and I'm guilty of this, too. I don't how much do I put out there versus how much do we use right now to take action to say, you know, build a community, run groups out of your home, educate people about what this is so that. You, you, you know, you go in as a group of mothers and sit down with your local pediatric office and say, I need to sit down and talk to you about this information because these are not vaccines. Right. And, and you need to stop. You need to stop injecting children. These need to be taken off the shelf. Talk to a sheriff about it. I mean, so so someone has a gun, but, you know, it only it, say it's got 100 rounds in it or 1,000 rounds. Well, only one bullet comes out every time they shoot a child. That's not acceptable. Well, it's not. And I think what's really difficult to process is the fact that uh, most Americans do not understand that war is being waged against them. So I know that Pfizer spot was nothing special. But, you know, as we analyze that, what was it about? It was about family. Pfizer's your family. Pfizer cares about you as much as your family does. So it's a little bit like finding out uh, your father's the BTK killer or Ted Bundy. Good luck yeah. with that, right? So yeah. Pfizer, the propaganda is so thick, they want people to embrace the actual technology and company that is murdering people. So the propaganda is so thick. And if we could take a right turn here, I know I don't have it for very much longer, but the 5G component here. Yeah. You know, I want to play something here from my friend, uh, Eric, fire medic. And it's something I thought about yesterday, actually, as I was putting together my video, Vax EMF 5G Kill Grid, because I remember this report back in like 2015, 16, coming from New York City. Let's play this because I want to ask you about the patents and the 5G component. So let me just play a little snippet of this. This is from CBS News out of New York City, going back to around 2016. Jose Lugo says these tall metal towers quickly popped up after Brooklyn Battery Tunnel toll booths came down. We don't really know what's the, the purpose of this. It's a $100 million MTA project full of secrecy with 18 of these for the tunnels and bridges. So what are they exactly? Are you saying you can't comment to me? You know That's the MTA's man in charge of bridges and tunnels, Cedric Fulton, dodging our questions. Not even later. Can we talk to you about it or can I make an appointment? 
Some MTA board members, including New York City Transportation Commissioner Polly Trottenberg, say they know too little about the towers, even with about half the money spent and some of the towers up. A lot of the board members felt like they didn't have all the details they would have wanted, myself included. Residents who say they suspect there is much more going on with these towers than meets the eye wonder, will they ever know what's going on inside them? I'm going to guess it's probably not just a decoration. It's a bit mind-boggling that the MTA is approving $100 million for what appears to us to be uh, big decorative uh, pylons. John Caney is leader of the watchdog group Reinvent Albany. What we're asking for is transparency from the MTA. We demanded answers from MTA chairman Joe Loda. Some of your own board members say they don't know the specifics. The base of these new, um, uh, new pieces that are going up uh, include whatever uh, fiber optics are necessary for the homeland security items. All right. So our government's been hijacked, guys. $100 million for, I, those look to me like they're 5G towers of some sort. Collection be, centers. I mean, go ahead. They might be the 6G towers, actually. Um, oh, which, my God. Yeah, they, that, I mean, because that's um, AT&T to sign a contract with the U.S. Army to put, I think, 84 across the nation right now, so outside of the military bases. But so here, so there's a, I, I can't remember the woman's name. There's a woman that's an expert on, on 5G technology. She's in, in Europe. And, um, you know, she, she talks about just, you know, that they're, they're weapons, right? And she's like, if you saw, if you saw the U.S. military putting up, um, you know, sniper, you know, um, nests. Nests, yeah. And, you know, she, you, you would, you would be alarmed. And she goes, but you're not because, we're told that these are good for us, but keep keep in mind that if you read um, some of the, the non-peer-reviewed or you know, uh, biodefense publications, right? And they, 5G was developed as a military weapon, um, and it and so was actually um, these lipid nanoparticle technologies, and they do work together. Uh, so there, there's a, there's a, a U.S. Army um, engineer named John Key. If I'm saying that right, Key eyes Chinese born. Uh, and his job was to work with what's called the graphene nanotube, single-walled carbon nanotubes, uh, to work with a mathematician, a U.S. mathematician, so that he could merge those with the quantum dots. Um, and it had to, they had to be less than six atoms in, in size. Now, keep in mind, the patent for the single-walled carbon nanotubes is owned by the Chinese military. And that patent's part of the master patent for the lipid nanoparticles for Moderna. But... He talks about how, you know, like, well, is this a weapon? He goes, well, I don't know. Then we hand it off to this division, and then they use it, the, the 5G to test activation of these, these quantum particles, right? So it, it is a, it, it's not, this is not for our benefit. The, the 5G towers are not for our benefit. They, they, they are, you, they're, they're to harm us. They were built, they were developed as military weapons. And then there's another company called Cloud Mines out of China, and they have what they call an artificial intelligence robot species. They literally use the term species, an AI species. And as you read their 2019 SEC filings, they, they, they state that the AI 5G species is contingent on 5G networks, uh, telecommunication networks, meaning our phone networks, right? The Verizon networks. And they say that, that these are these, they're 5G species um, you know, it cannot operate, it cannot do the information exchange without um, a, a large 5G infrastructure as well as satellites, so, so Starlink. And in 2019, they talk about the first market they're going to deploy in, 
is is the United States of America. Um, and I think, and I believe they they mention, um, I think they believe mentioned South Korea. But you know, but our U.S. government in another filing, wait, you know, flagged this company called Cloud Mines, uh, who has U.S. headquarters. They they flag them as the end use for all of their technology is 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 military is Chinese military operation end use, and it's contingent on five G. Yeah. So none of this it's not about our convenience. It's about it's about our <clears throat> execution, our extermination. Well, we knew that when Tom Wheeler was foaming at the mouth. By the way, the FCC just as corrupt as the uh, FDA, in my opinion. <clears throat> but Tom Wheeler, the former chairman of the FCC, was foaming at the mouth to fast track 5G. And he quite literally said, to hell with the safety studies. This is too yeah. damned important. So now we know why it was important to these people, because it, in my opinion, it is all part of the kill grid. So we've seen the interaction, I guess I'd say, we'd see the reaction of graphene oxide from EMF. There's videos mm -hmm. about that all over uh, BitChute, et cetera. And we know about these biosynthetic parasites, evidently, yeah. coming alive when being interacted with EMF. So yeah. is it fair to say that I got the title of that video right? Vax EMF 5G kill grid? It's all tied together. This is all part of the puzzle. 5G is part yeah. of the puzzle. This is five G is, is an integral part of the of, of the puzzle. It it is. I mean, and that's you know again the the they were used for military weapons, and I think many men and women in our military have been betrayed and deceived. Right? They're being told that these are being put up for military operation use. You know, uh, I guess in case of um, attack on U.S. soil, which has happened, so they need it for military communications. But you know, it's going to be used on civilians. That's what it's. That's what the five G towers are. So you know, it's for those electro, those EMPs. Um, you know, and this all has you know whether it's now the the injections, you know, the shot, the bioweapon shots, whether it's the five G towers, whether it's too much of you know exposure to your phones, right? The whole point is to disrupt the your neurological system, so you can't think straight. Um, you know, you have brain fog, you have fatigue, uh, you have irritability. You know, these these are intentional. And you know, and you have a disconnect from, you know, you have more anxiety. You have a disconnect from, um, from being calm and disconnected from God. And I think that's a big part of what this is. I know this is what this is about. It's a spiritual warfare. But again, the question I I come down to is like, what 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 do you want to accomplish? What can you you know, and what can you accomplish? And I think in our you're taking down the 5G towers. <clears throat> I think, yeah, absolutely. That's a worthy movement to get involved with. But um, getting these mRNA shots, these bioweapon shots, like out of your communities, that's something that people can do. You know, they, they, they can do that. You know, um, parents and moms can organize to make, to, 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 to sit down and go, what, and I'm, again, I'm going to be focused on this too. They don't meet any of the definitions of an FDA uh, they don't they don't prevent infection uh, they don't prevent disease they don't prevent disabilities and death all the research that was done uh, was criminal and fraudulent so it's not bona fide research it meets the definition of a bioweapon we don't have to get all emotional about it that's just the facts you know and uh, there's no reason for any any uh pharmacist doctor pediatrician to be injecting these into anybody and they need to be taken out of the communities and you know have sessions have meetings with your police don't i mean and, and you know, be kind about it and stuff. But you know, stand stand in in the truth. I mean, you know, I don't. You know, when 
I understand that people are gaslit, but you, you know, um, and they've been deceived, but, um, I mean, how many times do, do, I mean, how many, how many more people, how many more children have to be disfigured, disabled and killed before, you know, other people wake up before, but we can't wait for that. We, I mean, as, as Christians, we can't sit around and just want, we'll go, okay, we're going to wait for the, a certain amount of death toll before we start getting active in our communities to get these taken out of their communities. Man, we, were, we, were all th we thought Trump was going to come in and save the day. We thought um, there was a military operation that was going to come in and save the day. We thought there was going to be one major lawsuit that was going to, you know, prove everything. No, you, you're, I know. you're going to have to boots on the ground and you're going to have to talk to your neighbors and other parents and say, I'm really sorry, but I have to have this conversation with you because I care about you. I care about your kids and I care about this community, you know, and th this is evidence and I need you to look at evidence, you know, and, yeah. it, you know. Well, constitutional sheriffs definitely should be talked with uh, by experts like you and people listening, um, because you're essentially Perry Mason. OK, you're doing the investigation that is not being done by any branch of this criminal government, certainly not being done by the FDA. So I guess as we round out the conversation, I just want to remind people that the uh, investigative information that's being shared with you by Karen Kingston in this interview is answering the questions essentially posited by J. Scott Davison, the One America chairman, president, and CEO, who about a year ago said this. One of our businesses is that we offer group life and disability insurance to employers. And we are seeing right now the highest death rates we have ever seen in the history of this business, not just at One America. The, the data is consistent across every player uh, in, in, that, in that business. Now, this is primarily um, working age people, 18 to 64 that are in em employers, like all the employers on, on the screen here. And what we saw just in third quarter, we're seeing it continue into fourth quarter, is that uh, death rates are up 40% over what they were pre-pandemic. Now, just to give you a, a, an idea of how bad that is, a three sigma or a one in 200 year uh, catastrophe would be 10% increase uh, over pre-pandemic. So 40% uh, is just unheard of. Unheard of. What's happening is unheard of. Died suddenly is a thing now. The mainstream media says, oh, it's normal for little kids to have heart attacks. It's normal for soccer players and drummers for the Foo Fighters to just have a heart twice their normal size even though they were vaxxed. I mean, none of it makes sense. And the American public is so gaslit that there's just a sliver of the population that can even digest this information, Karen. So it is not only World War III by way of silent weapons for quiet wars. It is also an information war. And yes, we're winning to the degree that they keep booting us off platforms like YouTube and Twitter, right? They don't want us having these conversations, but we're losing because it's really hard to wake up the sheeple. It's really, really hard. I mean, even my own mom and mother-in-law seem to trust Albert Borla and Pfizer more than anything I have to say about this. I know. I, I, under, I mean, I understand that. I mean, I come from a, a you know, big, pretty big family, you know, brothers and stuff myself. So like, I, you know, and it's, it's weird because I was always the person that everyone in the family came to, you know, for medical. Um, you know, I, I, I was, I, I forgot what the term is, but, you know, I, um, I managed my father's health, you know, um, rest in peace now, like, you know, every, you know, there wasn't a, there wasn't a cardio, cardiovascular surgeon um, that, that was like allowed to touch my dad without going through me first. Right. So, um, uh, you know, I, I, and, and then it's interesting when this happened, you know, um, you know, you know, people are like, well, you know, if it's true, Karen, then why is it on the news? I mean, you know, that's kind of, so I, yep, I understand right. that, but I think, 
people are starting to wake up now. I think people are like, there is, we're seeing the vaccine hesitancy, obviously. Um, people know people who, who, I mean, so, so many people my age, um, like not, I mean, actually I know two, 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 um, two, 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 two men around my age that, that died in the last, um, you know, last year, uh, friends of mine with, fr you know, brothers and sisters, younger and older, having rare cancer out of nowhere. So people are, you know, this is happening. We need to take control. We need to, we need to, you know, um, reconnect uh, with our friends and community and explain to them what's happening. Right? Let me ask you something. Well, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to ask you before I forget, what is the best repository of information? So if people listening want to go talk to, hopefully they have a constitutional sheriff, if they wanted to sit down, make an appointment and present some of this evidence, right? Just bullet points one through 10. Where, where is it the Kingston report on Substack? Where can people find the best repository of the top 10 reasons why we know this is a bioweapon? Yeah, there's um, karenkingston.substack. And there's an article that says 13 reasons to have your attorney generals uh, seize the mRNA bioweapons. So it's 13 reasons to have attorney generals. So there, there's that one. And I have, um, you know, I am going to be making, um, you know, coming very quickly in the new year, other substacks that are going to be even more concise and to the point. Because we, it's what you said, Sean, it's like the, the evidence, I have evidence. And I know there's, and I know there's, when you go into a court of law, when you're, you know, uh, you, you, you can you can actually win cases. You usually go like at least in corporate America, especially actually I, with with drug recalls, with lawsuits, with intellectual property theft. But you, you know, with lawsuits, what they what they do, whether it was Resolin, whether it was um, uh, Posicor, what, whatever the product is, they go back to the original phase three data because that data there's often stuff that is you know the final charts and graphs there's other information in those documents where you can see that they cherry picked the data we call it cherry picking it's called fraud but it's the polite way is to call it cherry picking my point is that the phase three data from pfizer i've gone through over and over again you know and it's clear that this this could only cause disease disabilities and death and what the fda but it was so blatant and so obvious the fda broke all of their uh safety laws for for clinical trials so it was criminal what the fda and pfizer did that's enough. That alone is enough to pull these off the market as bioweapons. Now, I mean, you have to you have to marry that up then to say, well, this is a bioweapon under USC one um, 170, 18 USC one seventy five. But the other information I have too is like I explained to you why this happened, right? Because Pfizer talks about the lipid nanoparticle technology. I will show you the the patents on it. You know, and explain how it works. If you, you, you don't have to go that far. I also have the 2017 NIH U.S. government um, patent for vaccine nanotechnology. And in Section 9, what does it say vaccine nanotechnology is? Our U.S. government says vaccine nanotechnology can deliver an agent of biowarfare. You know, so it all matches up. It's not, it doesn't matter what another expert opinion is. Do you, I mean, the, the laws, the documents, they all line up to 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 walk in and, and as long as people have critical thinking you know and just because they're not they haven't been harmed or injured yet that's not a reason to not pull this off the market a bioweapon doesn't doesn't mean it kills you or turns you into a zombie or anything like that it just means that it has actually no healthcare benefit whatsoever and it wasn't done under bona fide research right that's what it is you know um as far as you know and that's it 
And, and oh, by the way, we do know this causes injury. And you, you don't, you know, no one has the authority, the 14th Amendment, to be deprived of life, liberty, or um, property without due process of law. So you can't, they can't, you, you can't, they can no longer falsely promote a, a safe and effective vaccine, a bioweapon as a safe and effective vi vaccine. That's in violation of the 14th Amendment. Yeah. I don't care about anything. I mean, at this point, like, and, I, and why I'm saying this is that, yes, there's the 5G towers. Yes, I can take you down a terrifying rabbit hole about what this technology does. But it's, but we are victims of inaction. So at your local level, we need, we need getting, we need a look, getting, Gettysburg's right we need to wins to take these out of our communities you know can I say something because I know sometimes you probably feel a little bit frazzled because you've been screaming from the rooftops and yet there feels like there's inaction there's certainly no accountability there's been no arrests at Pfizer uh, there's precious little justice in this country they can steal elections and get away with it as we're seeing in Maricopa County <laughs> But I, I want you to know that you're seen by me and probably most of my audience as a modern day Paul Revere. So you need to wear that badge of honor because you've earned it. And when you go on Stu Peters, people's jaws drop because you share blockbuster information, which inspires others to do research and others to get the word out and others to make phone calls and write letters and et cetera. So I guess if there's any hope, guys, January 6th, SCOTUS, Better do the right thing with Brunson v. Adams and throw all of those traitors out the door. Now, I don't know if January 6th is the actual date. I think that's the date they meet as a committee. And I think they only need four Supreme Court justices to agree to take the case. But Brunson v. Adams, January 6th, 2020 is when the real treason took place. Not the quote unquote insurrection at the Capitol, but what happened that evening when they refused to hear the evidence of the stolen election. So that's what that case is about, because those venomous people, including Pence, Pelosi and Biden, they committed treason. And uh, I pray to God they're held accountable. Karen, thank you so much for what you're doing. I mean, that's all I can say. I just want you to know that I think you're a hero and so does my audience. I just, you know, thank you. I, 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 my heart's breaking, but, you know, and I think it's because we've been given hopium and we've been deceived. And, you know, I know, you know, as a mother myself, I know if anyone, you know, was ever going to harm, harm, harm my child, right? You know, sometimes like you, you're in a dire situation, like, you know, you, you maybe you call 911 and if the cops are gonna come, then, you, then the mother's gonna stand there between the bullet and her child. And so I'm saying is, moms, unite. Figure out a way to get these shots out of your communities. Go to your yeah. sheriff, sheriff and don't, 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 don't leave until, yeah. until a sheriff will go down to a local pediatrician and say, you're not doing this anymore. We're seizing these shots, right? And just be lucky we're not arresting you. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. They're coming after our babies. They're coming after yeah. our kids. I yeah, mean, where do we draw the line in the sand if not to protect our children? So, the, so they're not coming, moms. I'm just saying they're not coming. So you have to go through me. A bullet has to go through me before you're going to get to my kid. And, and so if they're not coming, you need to show up. At the person that's shot firing firing the shots and you need to wake other moms up you know I, I just it's just something that my heart has been breaking for and 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 so boots on the ground with the moms i'm just saying organize get a sheriff and just don't back down don't back down yeah and, and, and one community one pediatric center others will follow all right 
Can you remind people one more time, how do they get the 13 reasons this thing is a bioweapon? Where can they find that? Go KarenKingston.substack. That's Karen Kingston uh, Substack. Uh, so there's the 13 reasons, um, AGs to, to the bioweapon. There's another article called Unintended Consequences, which is a great article that's shorter to go through and real, like that's a good starter article. And then there's one on cherry picking data with a little cartoon about um, what happens really with FDA filings. Um, and that's a great article to read as well, just to understand. I mean, I, I worked in the industry. I mean, you're, you're getting kind of like an inside seat as to like what actually happens and what's happened here has, is just, there's no gray area. This has been criminal, you know, and it's very clear it's in their own documents. Uh, I wish, you know, I would love to be in a courtroom. I would love, I mean, you know, to, to to any against Pfizer, the FDA, Janet Woodcock, uh, anyone for them to justify why they did this. Um, I've got you know their their documents. You just ask them a question. Have them read their own documents. They they're, they're going to damn themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The evil is just it's really hard to comprehend the level of the evil, and the fact that these people can sleep at night snug in their beds that still blows me away. It really does. But uh, I think at the end of the day, we've all concluded that this is there's an element of spiritual warfare here that's extremely real and i think that's how these people sleep at night because they've embraced the evil side they're wholly beholden to the side of evil on this thing yeah they they, they think i think at the end of the day sean we're, we're being run by uh fools who think the devil's going to honor his word yeah that's spot on thank you karen kingston thank you so very much i think you're a hero and uh, i'll continue to say so thanks for giving us all your time today we appreciate it I appreciate you. 2023, the year of action. Take our country back. Amen. God bless you. Friends, thanks so much for tuning in. I will leave the link below to Karen Substack. And I want to thank you all for tuning in to Real News every single day at thephaser.com and my flagship site, sgtreport.com. That's the antidote to corporate propaganda and all of those mockingbird mainstream media lies. May God bless you and your family. Bye-bye. Are there many actors in Hollywood who also moonlight as agents, do you think? <laughs> I think there are probably quite a few, yes. <laughs> I think probably Hollywood is full of CIA agents, um, and I wouldn't be surprised at all to discover that, you know, this was extremely common.